All right, what's up, everybody, man? This your boy, Gerard. I got my boy, Malik, with me. And we are doing episode one of I Guess I'm Just Crazy, man, where we're going to talk about black mental health. Well, mental health in the black community. And we're going to try to get just awareness and help people any way we can. Uh, we're not therapists. Let's get that out there. We're not therapists. Right. It's just... <laughs> it's just a Don't conversation. It's just a conversation I think that we need to have amongst ourselves. And uh maybe this will help you. You know, we just having a conversation, like and I guess today's the first guest is the host himself, is uh my boy Malik, Malik, man. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a guest I had a guest lined up, but they had they had to do some shit. So um, instead of just messing around and getting somebody in here last minute, I figure before I ask of anybody else to come on the show and bear their soul and kind of get deep into who they are and what they go through, I figure I'd be the first one. You know what I'm saying? You can't ask people to do what you won't do yourself. So, fuck it, let's get into it. Fuck it. If I cry none of that shit, y'all niggas don't hold none of this shit against me. I'm going to try not to. This shit is an emotional topic, but but let's get into it. Fuck it. What you got for me, Gerard? Talk to me. Let's let's go. Let's go. So you have been battling bipolar disorder for how long? Well, when did you get? uh, When did you get? Uh, I think I want to say I got diagnosed in 2010. So that's 10 years. 10 years now, but I, I kind of been battling it all my life, but diagnosed like, like for sure, for sure, uh, 10 years. And I, I got diagnosed with bipolar, bipolar disorder, depression, and, um, anxiety, really, really bad social anxiety. Okay. So with, with, did they put you on like any medicine or anything or like at first? Yeah. At first, um, at first they put me on, um, they put me on lorazepam at first because um, lorazepam is good for, like, anxiety attacks and stuff like that. They tried not to give me, um, what was it called? Um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the generic joint that usually everybody take? Like Adderall or some shit? No, Adderall make you focus. It's the other one. Um, oh, shit. Like the, uh, is it I can't Trezodine? remember the name. I think it's- no. There's another one. Um, like people use it for recreational, bro. People use that shit to get high. Um, <laughs> I have no clue, to you, sir. I don't. I don't. I'm not good with the pills. I can barely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a druggie, so I, I don't. I, I forgot the name of it, but um, yeah, the lorazepam, and there's something else. I forgot what it was called. It's like a little orange pill. I, I don't take it anymore, but. Um, they, 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 they gave it to me to kind of, it battles both. Like I, I can't sleep. So it kind of helps me sleep and it kind of, it, it was supposed to help me, um, help my anxiety and my depression. But, uh, when I first started taking it, I was in college and, um, I couldn't wake up in the morning. So, um, it was a battle taking medicine too. The medicines fuck with you too, man. A lot of people don't talk about medicines and shit, but the medicines fuck with you too. Um, then a couple, I was on, I was on it for a couple of years, got off of it. Then when I went back to a therapist, he gave me something else that I could actually feel fucking with my head. 
messing with my thoughts. Um, it made me nauseous every day. Um, I would spend most of most of my morning in bed after taking it. Um, medicine shit for it is real too. Um, that's that's a battle too. Anybody that goes through this shit, when you go to a doctor, uh, that medicine shit is no joke either. Yeah, cause like when um what what I've heard like you become dependent on it, like when you when you take it and it feel like your day not gonna go right if you don't take the medicine, even though the medicine might not be good for you. Like it's yeah. like it's like when you doing like I ain't gonna say you a crackhead, but like when you do like when crackheads on um, crack and they try to get clean, mm-hmm. like you get you you gotta wing you yourself. Go through withdrawals. You go yeah, through withdrawals and all that good stuff. So like. It's or in ca- gonna... cases like cases like me, you go manic. You ever heard of manic? What no, going manic is? Uh, manic manic is when Man- manic is basically a psychotic episode that you can't control. It's like you ever uh, you ever like for instance, let me give y'all uh, let me give y'all. It's like a mental breakdown. Anytime you hear somebody who. I think there was a video on Facebook where a dude was arguing with his girlfriend and he started speaking in tongues or going crazy and shit and started breaking the door down. You ever, Did you ever see that video? Yeah, I seen it. Yeah, or like, for instance, if we want to talk celebrity status, let's talk about Martin Lawrence being butt naked on top of a bridge somewhere when all that shit was going down with him and Gina back Richard, when the Martin show was going on. Yeah, Richard Pryor running down on fire and shit like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are what you call. If those aren't drug induced, if that's a person that has bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, those are called manic episodes. You have them shits when you don't take your medicine too. So you definitely got to make that decision. It's either you gonna take it or you not. Because if you you tee to that line and you take it and then you don't take it, that shit will drive you crazy too. Okay. Been through all of that. All right, of so. It. So when you first. When you first got diagnosed back in 2010, how did you take it? Like, what did you tell everybody, or did you kind of keep it to yourself? I didn't tell not a goddamn soul, bro. That's not. It's not. Uh, that's not really something that you broadcast. You know I'm saying my teacher knew, but um, my teacher, and my family, and my my son's mother at the time, because we were together. That's it. Couple of friends. That's it. Mm-mm. So, why, why, why hide something like that? If was it the fact that you might thought you might be looked at different because of you bipolar, or yeah, you thought people yeah. call you call you crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, it's hard, man. Like you. I'm not a person that, like, I don't take, like, even when I'm sick, bro, I don't like taking medicine. I'm not, I don't like to be dependent on stuff. Same here. You know what I'm saying? Same like, here. that's not, that's not me. Um, So just the fact of me being dependent on a medicine every day and then for, for me to take this shit just to be normal, bro, that's kind of not a conversation that you try to have. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of something you kind of keep tight to the vest. Even though you should let your friends know, you know what I'm saying and stuff like that. But nah, that's something that I, that's something that I kept to myself, bro. To be honest. So when when was the first time you told like you started telling people like, was it five years in? Was it 
today. Like, um, like being like totally open about it. You mean? Yeah, being totally open about it. Yeah, probably a couple years ago. Um, I lost a lot, bro. Um, I've lost friendships, family, the relationship. Um, everybody that's in New Bern or that went to West Craven High School, you know about me and Amanda, bro. Um, that pretty much is the reason why that ended. To be honest, because of, um, of the bipolar. Yeah, um, I put I put my baby mom through a lot of shit, bro. Especially me not. Me being so hard-headed, not wanting to take my medicine or figure out a way to handle it. Because um, in the early stages, shit's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? You can't think for yourself. You, you're trying to listen to what the doctor's telling you. You're trying to listen to what other people are telling you. Because you, you yourself don't know how to handle that yet. So me, I just fucking handled all of that shit the wrong way, bro. Um, anywhere from not talking for a couple weeks to paranoia about situations like um like cheating or just situations that weren't there um holes in the walls uh totally different person bro totally different person and that's why i don't tell him that's why it took me a couple years to tell anybody that because i had to face accountability for my own actions too you know what i'm saying just the person that it was turning me into. True. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, so, is I've never done any research on any of this. I, I wasn't expecting to do this today. So, right, right, right. right. Uh, That's cool. Is it... You got a question? Do, like, does it get passed down or is it just... It's, uh, I'm going to be real with you. Everybody in my family has either a drug addiction or a mental disorder. That shit's genetic. I'm starting to see that shit is genetic. Um, it kind of worries me because now um, seeing my grandparents as they get older, my grandmother has dementia, my uncle, um, like a media uncle, like this, my mom and my uncle. And then, you know what I'm saying? I don't have any. Yeah. Just my mom and my uncle. My mom has a gambling addiction, and I think she has an anxiety disorder. Um, and my uncle is schizophrenic. My grandmother has bipolar disorder and anxiety, depression, and she has dementia as well. So that shit definitely runs in my family. That shit is hereditary. Okay. Well, I I, I don't know if I have anybody in my family like that. I mm. can't say for sure. Right, right. I do know uh, the girl's mom, she had anxiety. Mm. I think I think my mom has it. I'm not sure. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, have they ever been? Me. Have they ever been prescribed anything for it? I know my mom. The girl's mom has. I don't. I forgot. I think she take trazodone. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I know it started with a T. Whatever it is, it started with a T. I know that for a fact. And I always right, used right. to tell them. I always used to tell them you don't need no pills, bro. They just have to get to go to sleep at night. Yeah. But, um, oh shit, I lost my, I lost my guess. Hold on, everybody. But now, uh,
My bad, dog. <laughs> all right, so with all the stuff that's going on now with the pandemic and uh, I know we talked about it the other day, you got laid off from the pawn shop and like how how is that affecting you mentally like it took me it took me a month to get over it just because when, me I'm very conscious about my bipolar disorder so I know it, I'm not the best people person you know what I'm saying um because of the shit that I go through mentally um so to be quite frank with you, bro, um, it took me a month to get over it just because I felt like I did everything right on my job as far as trying to become a better people person and um, making sure that I did everything right to keep to maintain the job. So, like, knowing that I did everything right and then the shit still didn't, still didn't pan out the way I wanted it to or the way it was supposed to. Because you know, Gerard, that shit was for, like, the way we were talking when I first got promoted, that was my job. That was set. I was going to be set for the next five, ten years. You know what I'm saying? So so to lose that, bro, I didn't come out the house for a month. Let's just keep it real. And I, I got fear of working for anybody else now, so I, I don't want to work for anybody else because I don't want to I don't want to put myself in a position to kind of be let down again because that shit, that shit was hard to get over, bro. I even going front. That shit's hard to get over. Because I was starting to get to a point. I was starting to get to a point where I felt like I had everything under control. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, it took me about a month to get over that. Yeah. Hmm. So, then the pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. And now, you just... And how do you cope with it? Like, what are your coping methods for your bipolar since you don't like taking the medicine? How do you cope with it? Well, I don't take medicine um, currently. Um, The reason why is because I don't have health insurance. And um, just where I'm at, they won't see me without it because the medical insurance, the uh, the bill for it is crazy. Um, so I guess now they won't even see patients for it unless you have insurance. Um, I remember the last time I went to a doctor, I think this was like around seven years ago. Last time I, like when I was telling you about the medicine that I could feel, uh, mess with my mind, I think the appointment and the medicine, everything came up to around 700 bucks. And that's, that's literally just being in a doctor's office for 30 minutes getting prescribed medicine and him telling me, let me know how this works out for you. That's it. 700 bucks. That's crazy. Tell you, bro, we need free healthcare. I'm not, I'm, I'm an advocate for that. Let's go to Canada. They got free healthcare. Right. Right. That's why I was pushing for Bernie Sanders so hard, man, when he was talking about free healthcare and stuff, because I know that would, that, that, that would directly affect people like me. Like, that's the situation that I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, free health care, especially for mental health, bro. It, it shouldn't be that expensive for you to give me medicine that is going to keep me a regular person. You know what I'm saying? Like, people die over this shit. Like, I got suicidal nights, bro. I got 
I got nights where, well, not anymore, but I used to have, like, a suicidal night, probably. Sorry. I used to have a suicidal night probably two, three times a week. To be honest with you. Two, three times a week. Two, three times a week, I will, have, I will wake up now, like, that's not knowing if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. This shit's that bad. Have so, you ever tried it? Tried what? Yeah. I got scars on my wrist. I got scars all over my wrist, bro. Um, one night I swallowed a whole bunch of my pills during that manic episode, and I had to get my stomach pumped out. Um, I've been committed before. Uh, so it, it's it's crazy that I'm here now, and um, I don't really go through too much of that anymore. I may have it once in a while. Like a, I don't have suicidal nights anymore. I, I just kind of, I kind of get over it. Um, what helped me is realizing that the only person that could help me is myself. I was doing the same shit on medicine. I was doing. I've tried weed, ecstasy. Uh, I tried uh, micro doses of psychedelics. I literally tried everything, bro. Only thing that kind of helps me is being aware and meditation and not allowing anything negative in my circle. It don't matter who you from, like anything negative, I, I shy away from because I know, I know how deep down a rabbit hole negativity takes me. So I, I stay away from all of that, all of it. Very careful with what I watch on TV very careful about what I listen to, um, music-wise. Um, just anything anything that could put you in a bad place, I stay away from. Like, I've literally cut off family members, bro, like close family members, aunts, my mother's brother, my uncle. Like, I, I didn't have a father, so he was my, like, father. But the negativity from about certain situations in a family, I had to cut them off. Because it's not good for my mental health. You know what I'm saying? Certain people can handle certain shit and move on, and I'm not one of those people. So in order for me to stay clean, I got to do what's best for me. So that's pretty much how I manage it until I can get some insurance. And to be honest with you, bro, I kind of don't want to get back on medicine. I don't really feel like that's the end-all, be-all. To be honest with you, I just don't. Um, I feel like if you could get to a place where you could, it's going to take a lot, but people who can't do it, the medicine, but if you could find a a spot to just meditate and do what you got to do to benefit your own happiness, it's manageable. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have good days and bad days, but it is manageable as long as you stay in tune with your own thinking, which is hard to do in today's economy and how things are. But right. That's yeah, so uh, they... Us as black men, and like we kind of got to push, like going to therapy, like it's okay to go talk to somebody. Like it's not the end of the world to go talk to somebody. Like they're not gonna put you in a straitjacket just because you go sit on their couch one time. It's okay. Right. Uh, right. I've been to therapy before. I mean, it was 
counseling for marriage. But back then, I couldn't communicate like how I should, how I can now. Uh, I do have a tough time communicating sometimes. Well, I used to. And uh, I go through periods where I just don't, I really don't like talking to people. Whether that be close family or anything, where I just don't talk to nobody. Like, they'll call me, and, you know, they just check up on me and be like, you doing all right? Like, yeah, I'm good. And they ask about the kids and all that. I'm like, yeah, straight. But I think the only real, I guess I say, mental health problem I had was I'd say I had anger issues. I had a bad anger problem. Like, young age, bad anger problem. Uh, it was a time in my life where moms and dad was getting a divorce and I didn't understand why I didn't get it. And then we was moving out the house and the cable got cut off and I threw, I literally picked up this, it's a Harley Davidson motorcycle bike. It was like my little brother's bike. It was a little tricycle. I literally picked that thing up and threw it at the wall. And that was, I don't, I don't even remember why I threw it at the wall. Like I just remember the TV went off and I did, I snapped. Uh, when I was playing ball through middle school, uh, it was about a two or three year span where like, I stayed, I stayed getting ejected out of games, bro, because I couldn't keep my anger down because, like, I would have to argue every call with the ref, like, and it was, like, it was bad. And, like, I know my moms and my dad, like, my moms and my dad, they raised me right. It was just, I had this, I, I couldn't pinpoint it where, like, where it was at. I, I went to anger management when I was, like, I want to say I was 12. I did it at the church. And it really didn't help. And I I dealt with that anger problem till I was about 20. When I go to jail. Let's see. 2026. 20, okay. Yeah. yeah. 20, that's pretty good. That's pretty much where I started coming down to. Yeah, so like when I when I turned I was twenty six when I got locked up for the shit I got locked up for. And while I was locked up, when I actually had to go sit down for the time I was in there. And I'm what I think would change my mind, like my anger, my anger was like at an all time high. And I was going through a divorce. And I just had another little, I had my first little girl on the way. Mm. And it was just like, bruh, you got to calm down. So I go to jail the next summer and I don't know if anybody's ever been locked up like and actually did some time. Bro, they treat you like a fucking animal, bro. Like from 
the day you get in where they put you all in the holding cell and then they take you and you go change clothes you take it you take your mug shots then you go change clothes put you in prison clothes all while being still handcuffed <laughs> feet i was locked up in dallas feet and wrists bro so you go put your clothes on and then you go to another holding cell before you get to go upstairs so it's a one cell you in it's a holding cell like where you just in there just in case you get you get bonded out that's the first one then the second one is when you get dressed out and they sit you in there and now you just waiting until it's a room upstairs somewhere so you could be in down there for two days three days like depending on what's going on right so then you finally get to go upstairs they take the shackles off your feet once they put you in the actual jail and you still got the shackles on your wrist well i'm gonna say shackles handcuffs they might as well be the same thing you're walking down the hallway hands behind your back with they give you a cup a toothbrush some soap and uh a razor blade that's the first uh that's all you get and you can hold that in your hand so like that's all you get and then they take you to wherever you're going and then they <laughs> after all this after you've been in the jail for the day and they taking you up to the cell they got to strip search you before you even go back there into your cell so they make you take all your clothes off again and strip search you bro like that did some i don't i don't it like i was like yeah bro this ain't happening again bro like i'm not coming back bro like this is <laughs> this right, is right. It. like whatever i gotta do to get my mind right and to stop this attitude shit, and i'm gonna do it so after all, you know, they strip search you, they check you again, you get to go in your cell and shit. So they got programs, you know, they, you know, you always hear about programs in jail. They got the anger management program that you do. They give you a big old book, which I still got at the house. They give you a big book, give you a lot of exercises, and like somebody comes down and talks to talks to you every Tuesday and Thursday it was for us. So Doing that for the four months I was locked up, like, helped me tremendously. But what really helped me was I miss my oldest girl's first Christmas. I miss both my son's birthdays and the Christmas that year. And I, I didn't tell them that I was locked up. I haven't told them yet that I was locked up. I'll get to that bridge when I get there, when I feel like they're old enough to understand. Right, and, right. Uh, it's kind of hard being in the same being in the same city, being 30 minutes away from them. Like, I know I'm 30 minutes away from them, and I can't go see them. Like, I'm literally up the street, and I can't go see them. Right. Uh talking to my mom 
and my brother and my dad over phone. Like they got the video chat thing in jail where they couldn't even come up. They like the way they do it in Dallas now, you can't come up to see him. I think it's in Texas. You can't come up to the jailhouse to see him. Well, you can, but you still have the video chat with him. So, like, the visitation, like, where you face-to-face, you know, you can see each other and kind of be closer. No, you have to be it's straight video chat. So, like, the only person that could come see you is your lawyer. That's crazy. <laughs> you could, like, so, and then it was crazy, and this is even crazier. This is why the jail system is stupid. Well, I'd say it's crazy in my book. So, the system that they use to do the uh, the video chat, you have to pay for it. Like your people have to pay. Have to pay for it. The people have to pay to, 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 to call you. you. Yeah. So you gotta take you take you get a subscription to the thing, and for like a thirty minute call is like, I want to say like ten dollars or some shit like that. Ten dollars for thirty minutes. Yeah, it's ten for a thirty minute video chat. Cause it's some, it might be twenty. It's it's something outrageous, but like it's it's crazy, bro. Like, and then like the way they did it for the, you got a, a time slot, so it ain't like you just can get up and go in there and just call them when you want to. Like you got a time slot, and right. if if you miss it, you just miss it. Like there's just that on that. Right. Like ain't no rescheduling. Ain't no. Giving that money back and nothing like that, you just miss it. Right, so like, right. then you go through the times where it's like, it's a when you in there. When I was in there, it's a lot of people in there whose family don't call them or don't, you know, videos. I was fortunate that my mom, my mom called me every Sunday <laughs> while I was in there. Right, right. So I talked to my mom every Sunday. And then, of course, my dad would come talk. I talked to my daddy probably like four or five times while I was in there, too. And then my little brother came up there. He came up there twice. But I was fortunate, bro. Like, I had enough money saved up where I could talk on the phone. Like, I could use the phone in jail and call anybody whenever I wanted to. Uh, I talked to my boys every day. And, you know, they would, it would hurt because every question they would ask, they were like, Dad, when you coming down here? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I probably won't see y'all till about January. When I got out was January. It's early January. Uh, but it's just crazy how, how like, some people, it takes, uh, it takes something like that to slow them down. Bro. Like, it took me sitting down for the months to slow me down and to actually get my mind right. Like sitting down for them four months where I really couldn't do nothing. Like I literally couldn't do nothing. I just wake up, play spades all day, eat, talk shit and watch football when we could. Right, That's right. That, that was it. Bro. Right. Like I really couldn't do nothing. So like it kind of gave me time to just, get over everything that I've done wrong or have done like what, is, what had been done to me mm-hmm. and try to 
you know, changed my life going forward. Right. And, you know, it was, it was tough. Like when I got out, it was tough. And, you know, I'm better for it now, but like, I wish I ain't had to go through all that to, Right. <laughs> to, to, right. to do this. So like it's some stuff like you can't get back. So you know, I'll never get back not seeing my my daughter's first Christmas. Like I'll never right. get that back. Ever. Right. <laughs> so like I mean I, I the best thing I guess the best thing that happened that I was locked up on Christmas, bro. So like the presents I got the boys, I couldn't see them open it. Presents I got for the girl, I couldn't see her open it, and just to see her eyes, you know, all these gifts for her, like I couldn't see that. Like I, yeah. And then yeah. I didn't want like, at first I told my girl's mom to call me on Christmas Day, but then I I said nah, like don't even waste the money on it because. I really don't yeah. want to see. I don't want to see it right now. Like if I'm gonna miss it, I just rather miss it all the way. Yeah. yeah. When I know I'm getting out, like I I knew I was getting out in a week. Like after Christmas, I knew I was like it's coming down to the end. Like because I got out January third. They were supposed to let me out New Year's Day, but they was just like we're not letting you out on New Year's. So, yeah. That's I I guess that's my my spill on mental health. I guess mm-hmm. having an anger problem was my my big thing. And well, see, you a good one because I got committed in I want to say twenty twelve. I wasn't in there as long as you. It's almost the same thing. Like a lot of people don't. <laughs> I been committed. Getting committed, what y'all see with celebrities and shit, when they go, cr- nothing like it. They treat you like a fucking criminal in there. I remember my mom called them to come get me. They were going to put me in handcuffs. But a black cop was there, and he asked me straight. He was like, look, son, we got to take you. Your mom called, so she's worried about you. Do you need me to push you in handcuffs? You gonna give us any trouble? I was like, no, I'm never that. I'm not a confrontational person. So I was like, no. So they put me in the back of the cop car, took me, took me to the hospital. A cop sat outside my door. Um, I think uh, if you're from New Bern or you're from this area, you know that the ward in the hospital is called Crossroads. They lock you in the door. They take you to a room. They tell you when you eat when you can watch TV, when you can talk to your family, all of that shit. You can't leave on your own. I got lucky that they let me go in four days. They can keep you in there as long as they want to. It's not when, even if it's voluntary, they can keep you in there for months at a time. And sometimes they even transfer you to facilities that's outside of your town to get somebody else in there. Um, that shit didn't even wake me up. I was still wilding. The shit that woke me up was a year ago. I went through a manic episode. I don't, I don't remember what it was about. I, all I remember is me being on my kitchen floor 
me realizing what was going on and my girl on top of me holding me down, taking a knife out of my hand and her daughter in the living room watching everything go down and she's telling her daughter to call the cops. That woke me up. When I saw the fear in my daughter's face and my girl telling me that she couldn't do this anymore because of the effects of what it's doing to the family. Yeah, that woke me up. I haven't I haven't had a I haven't had a manic episode since or anything since, bro. And I'm not going to. So uh that's what woke me up. Getting locked down didn't even help me, nigga. So you a good one. <laughs> that shit didn't help me at all. Yeah, so. I, I was uh yeah, that 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 changed a lot for me. Getting getting set down, bro. Like I missed a lot while I was locked up. So I went to a wedding last year, bro. I went to New Orleans. I went to a wedding last year, and the people that was getting married, they got engaged on Christmas Day while I was locked up. I actually called them. I was on the phone when it was happening, bro. So like, <laughs> they came down to Dallas while I was down there, bro. Uh. Shit. Yeah, I missed I missed a lot when I was down there when I was locked up, bro. Missed a lot. But came out better for it. So I mean some yeah, people you definitely... go through stuff. You go through stuff just to sometimes you got you you got to. And it's gonna it's gonna challenge you to be better. And if you up for the challenge, you'll work to be better. And right. I'm not saying I'm the best right now, because some days I still I still get the urge to just up and leave some places. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah, I, you know, gotta. I still gotta be better at that. But my my episodes, my anger episodes are far far in between now. So like, yeah, it's it's a yeah. lot better. It's the a lot better every, now. The key to shit is being aware, man. Except you have it. Find a way to deal with it, man. That's honestly the best way. Um, nobody can tell you how to deal with it. Like I said in my initial video starting all this, even if you go to therapy, bro, it's not on your therapist to get your shit straight. It's not on the medicine for you to get your shit straight. It has to be 100% Like when I tell you it's a hundred percent fight, it's a hundred percent fight. There's no there's there's not a day I could wake up and be like, all right, bro, I'm gonna contain this shit 25% today. I'm gonna have a bad day and I have a bad day tomorrow. That shit don't work for me because bad days turn into bad day, bad weeks, bad months, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, right. bad years. You know right. what I'm saying? It's so <laughs> being self-aware, man, that's that's the best option for you, man. To be honest, it's how you that's how you deal with that shit, dog. So right. I'm not perfect though. Let's get that shit straight. Yeah, I still got yeah, social yeah. anxiety. I, I still hate people. Like I hate I hate Pete Gerard. I hate people. Like, <laughs> I hate people, bro. Like you know, when I was working when I was working at GameStop, I got a I got a uh I got I kind of got a bad rap for being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? 
but here's the thing. I got social anxiety and I'm very truthful. I, I don't lie. I don't sugarcoat feelings. None of that shit. That's not me. So customers will ask me questions and I would answer them truthfully instead of respectfully for the customer. And Look at this game trash. You don't want to buy this game. Don't waste your money. Facts. <laughs> I, got in trouble, I got in trouble with my boss one day because he was like, what you think about this game? I was like, it's absolutely garbage. And he was like, well, we still need to sell it. And I'm like, I don't know what for. Like, you, I'm not going to screw somebody and tell them to try something that I feel is fucking trash. Got written up for it. Like, I'm just... <laughs> but at the same time, my honesty, bro, that's what helps this bipolar shit. You have to be 100% honest with the way you feel, when you feel it, all of that shit. Or it's, or it's, just, it's just hidden signals. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you gotta be a hundred percent honest, bro, with yourself, especially with you. Your communication shit is no, bro. Whatever you got to say, say that shit. Like, oh no, no, like now, now I'm perfectly like communicating. Like when I got out, bro, that was like the first thing to work on was communication, bro. Like, <laughs> like, no, I, I mean, I can't. I can't get you to stop wilding now. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so. So, so yeah, man. Uh, we we trying to we gonna keep these episodes short and sweet, man. Today was today was the first one. So, the way we're gonna do this, almost cried on this motherfucker. It didn't happen. <laughs> almost cried. Almost cried. Oh man, it's nah, okay, man. bro. Let your emotions I, I, flow. I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope this helps somebody, bro. Like, cause I know, I know when I was going through what I was going, I know what I was going through, what I was going through. Um, I didn't have this. I didn't have something I could tune into to see somebody being like one hundred and ten percent real about the way they feel or what they went through or. What's working for him? What's not? I had none of that. Even my uncle, bro. My uncle, he's schizophrenic, and we had conversations. But people keep that shit so close to the chest that even roles he was supposed to play, showing me how to handle the shit. All he could tell me was take my medicine. There was no real talks about how to handle something. Or you know what I'm saying? Because at the yeah, same time, it, it it takes somebody like me that's been through that shit, that's kind of coming out of it. To give you advice, certain people that's going through their own shit, depression wise and bipolar wise, they, they can't help you because it's hard for them to help themselves. You know right. what I'm saying? So, All right. so yeah. So the way we gonna the way we gonna do these episodes, man. Uh, we shot this some hours ago, and it's coming out. So when we drop it on Facebook. It's not live, people. It's not live. <laughs> so just comment like. And, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk in the comments, man. And if you want to get on the show, episodes will drop on Tuesdays, man. Episodes will drop on Tuesdays, but we will record, we'll try to record around your free time. Where So we'll have content for every Tuesday. Whenever right. you're free and we're free all together, bro, we'll hit up, we'll get about 30 to 45 minutes in and drop the episode at night or whenever. Like, they won't be live, though, people, so this. I want y'all to understand yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you if you do come on and you don't want it to be live, we won't record it. We won't. We'll just talk. Like, 
if you just want to talk, we'll just talk. And we I won't record none of it. So right. But it's kind of we're trying to bring awareness. So if you're not feeling like you want to be that open, I mean you, we can we can have a phone call. But if yeah, if you feel like you wanna come out and speak about it and have us let you record, we'll we'll drop it. We'll drop it on Facebook. It's gonna go on Facebook and IG, so we'll we'll get it we'll get it situated, man. Uh good good talk, brother. You too, man. I, I appreciate you doing that interview, y'all. Um I'm not, I'm not doing this too often. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't like bearing my soul like that, man. But I figured I figured I like I said, man, instead of having somebody do it last minute, bro, like I'm gonna put myself out there first. Y'all y'all can see my scars and shit before you know what I'm saying? Like y'all 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 can see my scars, bro. Look, look at that shit. Y'all see do you see my wrist, bro? Yeah. Scars, bro. All that shit real. Ain't none, ain't none of this shit. Ain't none of this shit false, bro. None of it. I, I will show. Bro. I will show y'all my mug shots, but I was fat then, so no, I'm good. You was fat? Oh no, we need to file. <laughs> I, I wasn't fat. I just say I was bigger than what I am now, bro. I had. <laughs> let me tell y'all, bro. When my when my <laughs> when my girl's mom was pregnant, bro, she was all stomach. I gained all the weight. <laughs> I, I gained all too, the bro. weight. I went from 220 to 250. Yeah, I gained I all the weight. My son. Bro, I, I had from... morning sickness too, bro. I had all that shit. I had shit. morning sickness. Yeah, I had morning sickness. Oh. <laughs> I went from like 140 to like 180, bro. I was like, hey. Yeah, damn. Then when you go to jail and you come out of jail, you're totally different because the food is there's trash. So like, <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. Food but you like trash. a you like a vegan or some shit now, right? Like I ain't no vegan, nigga. I just eat chicken. I've always eat chicken, bro. Chicken and fish, bro. That's it, bro. It's been that's been I've sure. been like that for forever. You can ask you can ask anybody that knows me that they know sure. vegan Gerard. <laughs> Vegan Gerard, Gerard, I... Nah, man, but uh, yeah, man. I just, hey, uh, just you know, comment, like, and share, bro. Right, right, right. Who that knows what would happen, bro? Who knows what happened? Uh, we might put oh, it on Spotify. It. We might. I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see. This is literally we just doing this to give back. Y'all know our show. I mean, come on, bro. Like, oh yeah, we we, do, we going we, live we, tomorrow. We do, we doing this to give back, bro, because we not we not about to be on our show talking about how other people could make change, and we don't find our way to do that. So this right, is uh, yeah, this, this is, is pretty much my, my way. Yeah, this is pretty much like a way that I can contribute, bro. So yeah, my way is I'm I want to be a mentor to these youth, bro. So eventually, I'm gonna start coaching basketball. That's what I've always wanted to do. <laughs> I want my own AAU team. You need but, an assistant you know, coach? I mean, I got one. He's just in Portland. But yeah, we can all be coaches. We can have different age groups. So I want a whole organization. Like he's doing, like, little bro want to do a whole organization. So if he ends up doing a whole organization, I'm going to get in on it. So, right, right, right. So, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
Yeah, so we are done for today, man. Y'all have a blessed day. We'll catch y'all on the back end, G. I'll holler at y'all, yo. Appreciate y'all tuning in. See y'all next week. All right.